Welcome to that Single Mom Club podcast. I'm Ashley, single mom to two incredible boys, and I'm your host of that Single Mom Club. Are you a single mom? Well, join the club, so am I. Today, I am joined by my friend Belinda, single mom to two amazing kids, and one of the first single mom friends I had. We're talking all about dating. We are here today with, I think you're my... Well, I guess I have some single mom friends at work, but you are my first single mom friend that we were set up. Should we talk about our our origin story, our first, our first blind date story. together? Since we're going to talk about dating tonight, I think we should talk about our first date. How much fun was that? So, well, do you want to introduce yourself first and then I will sure. uh, talk about our blind date? Sure, I introduce myself. So I'm Belinda. By day, I am an HR manager, (laughs) and by day, apparently, I'm also running a daycare and doing online schooling, which we know is the new reality, at least for now, and by night, I am a single, sexy mama. Yay, man. Single, single, sexy mama. Hello. (laughs) And we were set up on a blind date. <laughs> yes, we were. To become blind, single mom friends. <laughs> shout out to our shout out to our our non-single friend that set us up. And uh on that note, I guess we're going to talk about how the uh the single mamas of the world right now in the GTA know or you know or think that they're ready to uh start the dating process so, after uh after their, you know, relationship ends. Did you have any, like, reservations getting back into the dating world as a single mom? Did I have reservations? Oh, yes. I had so many. I mean, who doesn't, right? Um, I didn't even know what was what. What were these dating apps that people were talking about? Remember those? What one do I do first? Bumble, Hinge, does plenty of fish still exist? Or is that like so yesterday? Or it's just this whole new world you have to navigate. And that's just the apps. And then you have to think about who are these guys? Are there actually going to be any guys out there that are interesting and worthwhile dating? And how else do we do this other than apps? I asked my friend. I don't know how you did it, Ashley. But I asked my friend. I'm like, so other than apps... How do you meet people these days? I was like, I had a, a hope and a dream of running into Mr. Wright in Starbucks or oh, for me, the line the at the grocery store. Grocery, so. Yeah, line at the grocery store or Starbucks or, um, you know, Subway. I actually remember being in line at Subway and there was somebody who was pretty cute in front of me on his phone, didn't look up didn't even look up to make eye contact with the person who was making his sandwich. And I thought, oh my God, there's no way to meet people these days other than on an app because nobody looks up from their phone. You can't just like have a conversation with somebody and say, hi, I'm Ashley. Nice to meet you. It doesn't exist. How do you even do that anymore? Well, and now with the pandemic and everyone's in masks, so how do you do that anymore? Yeah, you can't even <laughs> smile at people today because your mouth you is covered in mask. Yeah, today. yeah, that's so. That's how did hard. you do it? How did you start? How did you know you were ready? I was ready. I think probably pretty 
early on. Um, Partly, I did not want to be home (laughs) when I was first separated. My house felt like instantly four times bigger than it was the second my kids were not there anymore. And it was like a, a very large home for one person to be in. So I just never wanted to be home. So I was actually pretty happy to start dating to just get me out of my house and meeting new people. I don't necessarily think I was ready to date exactly but it was a it was just a way to not be home Um, what was your first step do you remember first date first step or first app or first app was bumble bumble and um first first date was um interesting I was so nervous so I got pretty drunk before I even left the house and uh but yeah was, not uncommon right yeah. I'm sure some single mamas can relate out there yeah I was really nervous and so I was tipsy getting to the bar we I was meeting this guy for a drink um and I was like tipsy getting to the bar so once I sat down I first ordered water Lord. and then another drink so I could like hydrate up and then have another drink I was super nervous yeah and how did that one work out? You know, he ended up being a really nice guy, just not not my guy. Not not for you, for sure. No. I think it, he was a good starter person like into dating. He was he he was clearly not over his ex. <laughs> okay. Um he he got like pretty emotional sort of talking about his oh, like past relationship. So it was, it was pretty clear. Um, it was pretty clear that he, he was not ready to date either, <laughs> but he was a really nice guy. And I sort of felt like, okay, you, you know, you, I've heard horror stories about dating apps and, and maybe it's not all bad. So he was a, he, he was a good person to sort of like ease ease into dating. yourself back. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I started with OkCupid. I don't know if uh, any of the single moms that are listening know OkCupid. I'd say it's just okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing special about OkCupid. Well, but if this podcast takes world. off, I can guarantee you OkCupid's not going to be a sponsor. <laughs> With that raving review. Okay, but that's fair. Right, okay, Cupid. Um, maybe it's improved now. But yeah, so um, I, yeah, I feel you. I, I feel like I needed to get back out. And I, I felt like I was ready. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I think you just know when you're ready. Yeah. Um, and if you're not, maybe you just do it anyway. And that's okay, too. Yeah, I definitely had to like push myself out of the comfort zone to just give it a try and the biggest thing I think is to trust your own judgment and if something feels fine good you know go for it fine um if if it doesn't feel right for whatever reason just just trust your gut on that I certainly think that helped me figure things out but my first date was a, a guy talking nonstop for two hours and after about two hours he looked at me and said you know what I really haven't let you do much talking um so tell me about you and I was like 
Yeah, I think that was kind of so two hours ago, don't you think? <laughs> well, he was clearly nervous. Yes, he was. And you know what? He was very nervous. Um, and again, gave him a, a second chance and probably a few more chances too many, which tends to be me. Um, but anyways, not uh, did not work out. So um, on to the next one. So did you... This was something that came up for me, putting on my dating profile that I had kids. At first, I didn't. And um, And so why didn't you? Do you remember why you chose to do that? I didn't want to. I I was very protective. I think I still am. I think any mom is going to be protective of her kids and certainly um, like navigating this new world of dating. I wanted to be protective of my kids. So I didn't originally put on my profile that I was a single mom um, of two boys. And I found once matching with somebody and then trying to figure out when we're going to meet up to actually meet each other became challenging because of the custody schedule. Yeah. People are like, okay, let's go for a drink tomorrow or like meet for coffee, whenever, today, tomorrow. And I'm like, oh no, I can't see you for five days. <laughs> like, um, that's, that to me was like really hard. So then I had to say, actually, I have two kids and, you know, I'm, I'm a single mom. And then it was like, oh, okay, not interested in meeting you anymore. And now I've just wasted all this time of like chatting with somebody and, you know, getting, getting a vibe from them and it, it just like ending before it even started. So then I decided, okay, I am going to put that I'm a single mom of two kids. So I sort of weed out those people who I, you know, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste anybody else's time. Um, but then I found I wasn't like matching with people whose profiles I was excited about. Oh, so and how did that feel? that was disappointing too, because I'm like, okay, yeah. people are not gonna give me a chance, and like, I'm a, I I like to think I'm a pretty pretty good person. You're awesome. So that was frustrating, and like that was disappointing because you know you you go through the apps. There are so many people that you would not want to meet that when you find a profile, a picture, somebody that there's like a little bit of hope or excitement for it's disappointing when you don't match with them. Yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. So um so that was hard and then I had friends who um were not necessarily single or dating but heard about this other person or had another friend who met a great person on an app and like, have you tried this app? Have you tried that? Do you say that you're a single mom? Do you not say that you're a single mom? I had all these people giving me opinions about how my profile should be or how I should approach situations. And that also made me um, frustrated, upset, defensive. Like I just, I didn't find that very helpful. So, so some people say the best way to meet someone ultimately um, is through a friend. Did you ever meet anyone you dated through a friend or through a friend of a friend? No, um, I didn't, except for you. 
<laughs> except for our blind date, which was super successful. Um, no, I think I put it out there. I, I had my mom showing my picture to a bunch of people trying to trying to set me up with people that didn't lead to anywhere. Um, well, it didn't lead to anything. And then, um, I, no, I think I, I emailed like a whole bunch of friends. I would text people saying like, if you know anybody, feel free to set me up, like happy to meet anybody. It didn't, it didn't go anywhere that, that didn't happen. Interesting. How about you? Were you, have you been set up by anybody? So, well, to answer your first question, I, I always put my kids, like, I always put that I had kids on my, I think it's a personal choice you have to make. And I think it's also depending on what you're really looking for when you start the dating process. Um, you know, like if you're looking for something more casual or whatever, and you can make it work with, with the custody schedule, then go for it. Um, and you're right. I mean, the mama bear totally comes out. So I get that. For me, I just had no interest in meeting anyone that wasn't interested um, in someone with kids. So I just felt like as hopeful as I might have been about someone's profile, if they, if they, you know, sort of said, thanks, but no thanks, because I had kids. Well, that was a great way to just readily weed people out, in mm-hmm. my opinion, because um, there's a lot of frogs I found out there in uh, the dating world. Yes. And interestingly because i've dated throughout the covid you know process let's say and uh the pool is no different like i've had friends say to me well i'm sure you know only the serious people are out there dating during covid i'm like yeah you might think that but funnily enough let me tell you (laughs) they all say they're serious and uh hmm, not so sure but um I have never had, and I put it out there too, like you, like I was saying, so if you know of anyone, I had a friend say to me, Belinda, after, I don't know what it was, the the fifth guy that just turned out to be a dud, she said to me, you're not going to pick your guys from here on in, Belinda, we're going to pick your guys for you. I'm like, all right, and where are these men you speak of? (laughs) And she said, good question, because I said, I keep saying to you, you're going to find you know someone to set me up with so she was gonna take your phone essentially and like find somebody on the app for you or she had people to set you up with yeah she claimed she was gonna find people to set me up with not on the app okay in in real life and not one not one actually materialized I never even got one name and I was putting it out there to all my friends to say um like some people say they don't want to meet someone through a friend I've heard that um, because, you know, whatever, they're going to set themselves up for, you know, too much expectation or I don't know what it is. But for me, I, I thought, no, that's a great way to just at least have a potential filter. Uh, but I, no, I didn't. Uh, a filter. And then I feel like if you're going to get set up with, with, with somebody from a friend, they're also accountable for not being an asshole or yes. like blowing you off because you have mutual friends. Whereas a stranger on an app who's also, you know, matching with 50 million other people can blow you off, can be a jerk, can, you know, whatever. And they're not accountable to anybody. They can treat you however they're going to treat you. I feel like there's a level of 
um, accountability when you have a mutual friend. That's that's really? ultimately what I wanted. So, I would honestly, I would think so. Yeah. Otherwise, your friend is going to be like, "Hey, why you? Why were you such a jerk to my friend Belinda?" Yeah, I don't. That's really interesting because I don't know that there's any more accountability. If they're a jerk, they're a jerk, and well, they could be friends with this person for completely different reasons. But I'd like to think there's more accountability. I don't know. Granted, this is all in theory because I was never actually set up with anybody. <laughs> so that's, but that was my hope. And that's why I was asking to be set up. But, but at least to your point, there is a filter because let's be honest, there are, there are real dangers and pitfalls to dating, you know, through these apps. Yes. Um, you don't know people. People are into some really weird shit like uh, that I have. No, I had no idea existed. And I have no desire to, to deal with or be around, and that's part of the process. And I don't know about you, but you know, there's there's been some interesting, uh, interesting dates, interesting times. Um, I feel like we could do a whole episode of this podcast <laughs> on just like the worst dates we've ever had. worst dates ever. We should do that for our next yes. our next podcast. Okay. Let's uh, next ep- next dating know, episode. You know, I have a couple, and I know that you have a couple. Mm. Yes. That we should share with bad, the, with bad the single mama dating world story. To, to hopefully prevent uh, something similar from happening to, to them. But yeah, you have to prepare yourself to, you know, put yourself out there, but also um, know when something, like I said, is just not right and to, to really walk away. And I can't emphasize that enough, particularly right now. It's, it's tough times, right? And, um, I had a friend say to me, if someone, you know, fills your bucket in, in any way right now, hey, go for it. Like, no one's judging. But by the same token, you know, mentally and wellness speaking, it's, it's just highly unusual circumstances. And the temptation to to date someone or something <laughs> that's not necessarily otherwise suitable, let's say, is is definitely there wouldn't you say in a different in a different way whether it's covid or not covid like i'm try i'm thinking back to when my my marriage ended and i decided i couldn't live in the house anymore and i um we were you know i was selling the house i was selling all my furniture i was like my whole life was in complete upheaval and i met uh, I, I went on a date and it was a good first date, but I knew pretty early on he was like not my person, but he was a mm-hmm. very nice guy and, you know, treated me really well. And um, we, you know, we had fun, we got along and he was totally there for me through like lawyers meetings and um, you know, like I'd come home and I'd be like emotional about whatever. And like, he was so supportive. He was a, a great human, just oh, not wow. my person. Wow. Not my person. I did not want to introduce him to any of my friends. I did not want to introduce him to any of my family. Like I just knew he was not my person, but he was so. How did you know? How did you know? Just, I don't know. It just a just a feeling like not yeah. very not not very ambitious at work lived a, okay. lived a simple life we just like weren't matched on i think lifetime long-term goals 
That makes sense. So I just knew that he wasn't going to be my person. Um, but like I had fun with him. I enjoyed his company. Like, you know, the, he was, like I said, a great human, just like not my, just not my person, but agreed. Like through all of that, I really felt like I needed the support of somebody who was good to me and cared about me. And it just, you know, obviously ultimately didn't work out, but Um, I think same thing in COVID times, like when it's, you know, it's a high anxiety time that we're living through right now and high depression, high anxiety, you know, high loneliness. Yeah. So I think if you find somebody who gives you companionship and you can, you know, you can trust them that they're being safe in this pandemic and you're being safe in this pandemic and you can spend time together i i totally think that that is fine that's what we need to do to be safe to have company and companionship 100 percent. yeah we we officially endorse that if anyone is interested to know (laughs) we officially endorse that right now and beyond this pandemic too (laughs) sometimes you just need exactly yeah but that's okay so let's talk about not my person it's really interesting because i had a friend as you know i went through a, a rather sudden breakup recently and i had a friend say to me so like are you gonna get back out there at some point and start dating i was like yeah yeah i think so and she's like i just don't know how you do it belinda i said what do you mean and she said how do you put yourself out there and then she looked at me and she said why do you even put yourself out there? Uh, Oh, that's so interesting. But I didn't even have to think about it because for me, the answer is simple. It's I want to find my person Mm -hmm. and not, and not everyone does. And that's okay too. I'm, I'm certainly not here to judge, but that's why I continue to do, of course, easy for her to say, you know, she's found her, (laughs) she's found her person. Right. But it was a simple answer for me. It was as simple as that. And, so as much as I think it's healthy to have, you know, time and space, you know, between relationships, work on self-care, nurture yourself, all those things are so important um, after you date or, you know, whatever the case may be after a relationship. Ultimately, I, I want to find my person and that person has to also be, you know, make my kids number one as much as I make yes. my kids number one which is an interesting sort of complication that we as single parents and single moms, you know, need to think about, right? Yeah. But they are out there and I know they're out there and that's that's what keeps me going. Well, I, so when I decided to put the fact that I have kids and I am a single mom on my dating profile, it was just like, I'm a package deal, right? Yep. Me and my kids, there's the three of us, we're a package deal, so whoever and it's not it a is. baggage deal no it's a package deal yes it's That's not baggage yes amen yeah we're a package it's you know three for the price of one <laughs> but, two amazing little humans in your case two amazing little humans in my case right it's, it's an added plus it's not a subtract and that's the big thing you have to get your head around i think when you're out there dating as a single mom is this is not a subtraction this is actually really lovely and something that should be valued and respected 
Yes. And not everybody you meet is going to be up for the package. Not everybody wants to take on, you know, the eventually maybe like stepdad role or whatever the, however it ends up looking like, which is fine, but then that's not your person. That's not like, that's right. Exactly. Have you had any, so like none of my past relationships have met my kids and now I'm in a long distance virtual relationship thanks to this pandemic and our border closures. So (laughs) my kids have met him uh, over a screen. Um, but any like advice or, um, reservations about like introducing the kids and not introducing the kids like that to me oh good question yeah because I get often get asked how do you know when you're ready to have you know um this person you're dating meet your kids Uh, I don't think there's anyone like I've had friends meet the kids after two weeks I've had friends meet the kids after six months I mean there's such a wide range I think you just know when you're ready so to answer your question yeah I did have um, the last person that I was dating, we had several conversations. I really think it's important to communicate about it. And, you know, we committed to um, meeting each other's kids. And for, for me in particular, I think that, like, I know that's a really big deal. Um, and, yeah, they did meet and spend some time with my kids. And, um, unfortunately, I never got to meet their kids, which was really interesting. Um despite you know having a conversation that we would do it at the same time so that that was a good indicator so if I had to say I don't want to say regret or like do it all over again I don't believe in regrets but Mm -hmm. let's say if I had to go back and and do it again I would make sure that I met their kids first okay or like literally at the same time within a couple of days yeah so okay. if I had to give advice on that, I would say, you know, make sure first and foremost, you're ready. Don't let anyone obviously pressure you into um, doing anything you're not ready for, just like any other part of dating. But understand that for kids, it's especially young kids. I mean, you and I, we both have young kids. So, you know, we understand it's for older kids it's different. But regardless, you're now going from from dating me to dating, you know, me as part of a family. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work out, it's, it's, you know, it's hard it's on the kids, right? right? It it's is a thing. Three people. Yeah. So, you know, you're basically in essence, you're, you're breaking up a family. So I think you have to be really, really clear when you're ready and make sure it's on, what would I say? Like equal terms, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's important. So do we have any advice um, for people, I guess, before we wrap this up, do we have any advice for people on the COVID times dating? Wow. <laughs> Anything we would add? I, I mean, that's a good, um, that's a good question. I, I'm, like I said, I'm in a long distance virtual relationship because of the pandemic. So I personally don't have any advice from experience. Um, but from, from what I've seen and heard from friends is that, you know, it's, it's a good 
opportunity in COVID to take things a little bit slower than maybe otherwise would and have a lot more of those phone, FaceTime, Zoom conversations Mm -hmm. to like get to know somebody before actually meeting them. And I think that could maybe be a bit of an advantage in this in this world to, you know, to slow down and really suss something out before you really, you know, dive into the deep end. Dive in physically, right? I mean, I think, let's be honest, once you're physically involved, there's just another element that's added and that's okay. But sometimes it can just confuse or complicate things um, sooner than you may like, right? And that's, that's a part of dating. But hey, what an opportunity, I think, of what it has been for me is just like you said, like just to slow things down and really suss out what a person is actually like in these types of circumstances. Um, how well are they taking care of themselves in this situation? What are they doing to be active, you know, mentally, physically, um, socially, et cetera, et cetera, right? Even and just I, spiritually. And I think it's also really a good opportunity to see if they can communicate right like totally communication is key in any relationship and i think it there are complexities to being a single parent and and you know co-parenting and then having potentially you know blended families and that sort of thing so if you can't communicate well it's going to be a problem. So I think it's a great opportunity to really see how the communication goes. And let's be honest, you know, if you're you're communicating physically, you're not necessarily, you know, having the the need or the desire to communicate as much uh, emotionally, but ultimately that's going to be, at least for me, and I know for you it's the same, right? really important in a relationship so I totally I could not agree with you more take a step back and really figure out emotionally what the person's made of and I have to tell you my experience through that is I've been able to tell a lot sooner when someone has not been for me that I otherwise would based on their emotional reactions to things and like you said their ability or inability to communicate amen you mentioned trusting your gut and I had been dating this guy, also a single parent of two kids, and he was a full he full time single parent. I don't know if I told you that part of his story, but he was a full time single parent because this the mother of his kids actually had passed away, and they had already split up. But anyways, passed away. Oh, wow. So he was okay. a he was a full time single dad who lived like an hour-ish away from me and I was always going to him because he always had his kids and it was getting like tricky to see him and so and and I had been feeling pretty good about the relationship and where it was going so it got to the point where we were going to introduce I had met his kids because I was going to his house Um, but it was getting to the point where he was going to meet my kids and then the kids would meet each other so that we could spend like time together. Um, not just like after his kids go to sleep or like dinner time and then after his kids go to sleep. And, uh, 
it was so it was getting to like a more serious point where he was going to be the first person to meet my kids of like all the people I had dated before nobody ever came close to meeting my kids and how long were you dating him um a couple of months which in hindsight doesn't sound like a lot of time but in the in it felt like I knew him really well and we had spent a lot of time together so it it felt right um at the time but it was only really it was only a couple of months maybe three months or so but the week leading up to the the time that he was going to meet my kids we're going to meet at a park so like the kids could play at the park and um it was a sort of casual enough setting where I felt like my kids would be okay and if they if they weren't comfortable then it would be easy enough for us to leave um but the the week leading up to that his personality switched like a light switch like he he went from being like very um kind and caring and attentive to me to accusing me of certain things and twisting my words and blowing things way out of proportion. And all of a sudden I was like, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. And I, I, you know, we had some very emotional conversations where like I drove out, it was like 10 o'clock at night and we were on the phone. I was like this, we need to like talk in person. I drove an hour to his, to his place and like had a conversation face to face where like he was looking at me, but not looking at me, like looking through me. It was almost like he was, he was vacant. Like there was a very weird feeling where I was just, something wasn't right. I felt like he needed a lot of help because he wasn't making sense and he was being kind of paranoid and what he was saying and how he was twisting my words around. And I was just like, nope, this, it does not, none of this feels right. All of a sudden, none of this feels right. And there's absolutely no way he can ever meet my kids. And I ended up breaking up with him and also feeling very guilty about that too, because I really felt like something was going on and he needed help. Um, for sure, for but, sure. But like, like that mama bear, as you said before, like mama bear came out and there's no way he can get anywhere close to my kids. And and that was that. So I feel like we have to be careful, right? Like you have to be comfortable and communicate, as you said before, and make sure you feel good about it. And we had gotten to that point where like we were communicating and I felt good about it. But then that, you know, that switch flipped. And as there's two things that pop into my head as you're talking about this story, Ashley. And one of them is, you know, it must be really challenging for a full-time single mama to to actually try and date um, because they're they're put in a position where it'd be really challenging for them not, you know, to have the person that they're dating meet their kids sooner rather than later. Yeah. And how do you navigate that? And I, I really just don't have any advice in that regard because, I, you know, I do have um, – some time away from my kids and you know equal time with them so and in the beginning you know when I've been dating it's always been the time away that I've um dated so that's that's a really interesting one to navigate I can imagine how tough that would be and pretty hard to set boundaries 
And there's, but there's another thing that popped into my head as you we were talking, and it's more, it's more along the lines of this whole gut thing, but really more than that. And it's a quote by Maya Angelou, and I'm not going to get this exactly right, but it's basically like if someone shows you their true colors the first time, the first like, time, yes, believe, believe them, believe them, believe them, and that can be really, really hard to do. When, like you said, you know, two, three months in, you have an attachment to this person and you're really feeling it and things are going swimmingly. But that's that's typically when those red flags start because people can only hold it in or um, I don't want to say fake it. No, but be on their best behavior. Beyond, yes, I, f- I feel yes. like it was it, he was like on his best behavior and putting your best foot forward, which we all do, obviously, to some we extent. All do. But, you know, as as you get more comfortable and you let your guard down, it shouldn't be a 180. <laughs> like it right. should just be more comfortable and, you know, a, li- a little bit more like insight into that person. But they're still themselves. And it was a total 180. And I think it took so much courage and bravery for you to really recognize right away. Like you said, within a week, I mean, it really must have been a a few days or a couple days between the decision, which I'm sure took a a long time in several conversations that he was going to meet your kids to, oh my goodness, now I can't even be in this relationship because there's something very wrong here. And for all of us, which I think I speak for many of us that have that compassion and that empathy factor, it, it can complicate things. It makes it very um, sticky because you really feel for the person. But, you know, my advice would be, and I've had to learn this really the hard way. So I speak from experience, as you know, to say um, as hard as it is, take care of yourself mm-hmm. before you take care of anybody else. This is your oxygen mask on that plane before you can give it to, to anyone else. So a hundred percent, I think as, yeah. as moms in general, we're not necessarily always good at doing that. We're not. You're I right. think as single moms, it's also even harder because, you know, sometimes you're trying to be everything to, to them. Um, and I, both of us, they have, we have 50, 50 custody. So it's, you know, they have that, they have their dads, but um, I, you know, there are moms out there who are full-time single moms who don't have, you know, a 50-50 split. And so they literally are trying to be mom and dad to their kids. And like, yeah, you got to, you got to yeah. fill your cup or you have nothing, you know, you have nothing to, to pour. I want to say, you know, a lot of courage and bravery just to go out there and put yourself out there and be vulnerable and date. And so kudos to to everyone who, you know, even attempts it. It's not easy. And I also want to say thank you to you because it's friends like you that, you know, we can talk to about these things. Thank goodness. I think for, for single moms specifically, thank goodness we have our our single mama friends, right, who really understand what it is that we're going through and patiently listen and don't judge and we're there for each other. So that's thanks exactly for uh, what this... being part of my dating journey. Yes. Well, that's exactly what this is. whole podcast is about is that like, you know, in the beginning I was, I really felt very alone because I didn't have 
a lot of single mom friends. So like navigating, like navigating all of these things, whether it was dating or just like, you know, custody stuff or spousal support stuff, like all, all of the, all of the things, all of it. Yeah. You know, grieving the loss of having in-laws and now not having (laughs) in-laws and like all, you know, all of the things. It's really, you don't, you don't realize that you really do need a network of people who get it sometimes. For sure. And there's a huge spectrum of, of how easy in retro, you know, in, in, um, along the spectrum and how very difficult that separation and or divorce process can really be for some people. And so I think, you know, also just really lean on your support system. Um, it's huge, 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 huge. And you need it. You need it more than ever. And then you'll have a chance, you'll have an opportunity and you'll pay it forward when the time comes. Amen. Well, this was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for recording. Thanks for listening to this episode of that single mom club podcast. It was really fun to record with my friend Belinda. Dating is a conversation we've had many times, and there are so many more topics about dating that we want to record and discuss and share, but there's just too too much to say and not enough time, so stay tuned for future episodes. Also, you would have noticed some intro music, and you will hear outro music shortly, That is courtesy of Mark Feldman. Thank you, Mark, for the intro and outro music for the podcast. Mark is a music teacher and has a school. You can find him at www.mrmusicmark.com, and I will link that in the details for this episode. Thanks so much for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode where I talk to a family law lawyer all about separation, divorce, the legal process, and more importantly, the emotional well-being of you and your kids. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time. 